you take advantage of opportunity for a long time leading up to that opportunity, yeah. I was just, right? I was just going to say is, that. It's about doing the work, people trusting you, like you yeah. said, like knowing that, okay, hey, he is prepared. So it's not a like, hey, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to sit back and then when I get that opportunity, I'm ready to go. I'm going right. to take it. No, no, no. Taking advantage of, a, of the opportunity is building relationships, building trust, building experience, mm -hmm. all of those things that lead up to it. The only one that wants to hear himself talk. That's a good point. Hey, That's a great if you point. Spoken in the it. microphone, I wouldn't have to put my headphones. See, in. I feel like you could uh, you could test yourself, listen to it, and then take the headphones out. out. Yeah. No, I like it. But it's the it's, it's the, the energy that they get. That they you know, like you know, like one year olds, they have the little blankie. Yeah, this is my blankie. That's your blankie. This is my comfort. Oh. You got to hold on to it. Yeah, but is it, is it zone. your voice that is the comfort zone? My soothing voice that, yeah. that I fall asleep it, to every night. Honestly, is it our voice or is it your voice? Here's the honest That's truth. That's a good point. I didn't think Here, about here's, that. here's the honest truth. I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. We're all about transparency. So about three months ago, I had DJ edit every single episode to where it was just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Everybody had, else is out. And had him send me... <laughs> Edited episodes where it's just me. And every night, my sons listen to it. You guys want to listen to Daddy's podcast? That's what I pretend. I pretend it's the Ben Gibbs show ben every Gibbs. night. At 1381 Kirkwood, it's the Ben Gibbs show. Just blaring through the I just gave out my address. Whoops. Uh, anyway, what's going on, boys? What's up? What's up? You did give up your address. Extra dumb. Hey, fan mail, fan mail, send it oh, to me. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What do we got, Ben? <laughs> well, that was a smooth transition. Uh, no, but seriously, in all seriousness, <laughs> this weekend a couple things happened that I thought were interesting that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. One, actually, let me set the let me set it up this way. When opportunity knocks, mm -hmm. will you be ready? That's the question, right? When an opportunity is presented, yeah. will you be ready? And so I've got two examples of that this weekend. Hey, that don't I saw. talk about sex life, right? Don't, well. no, come on, man. I wish she ready. You best be ready. That's me. I'm like, oh, shit. Really? Tonight? Where's the Viagra? I, I, I swear I can take a shower in 37 seconds. Just don't go to sleep. Let me get warmed up. Oh, that's tight. not really where I was headed. Okay. But kids, kids, someday you'll understand. You can go down understand. that route if you want. No, 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 let's go. So I've got an example of somebody who did not, was not ready for opportunity when it struck and somebody that who was. Mm -hmm. Which would you rather hear first? Which story would uh, you rather not, hear first? Not, yeah. Let's go not down. Ready. Let's okay. go down. This literally just happened this weekend, both of these stories. So I'm perusing through Instagram, mm -hmm. and I see this video, and it's this kid. He's doing a selfie video, and he's crying. Of course, it catches my eye. I'm a man of the people. I, mm. Somebody's in hurting and pain. I, right. I want to check it out. So this kid's crying. He's sitting there. He's got the camera on him. And kid meaning how old? 22 years old. Okay. All right. That's context. Because I'm, I'm yeah. picturing like a six-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 22-year-old. Okay. That's a kid to me now. Mm. Now yeah. that I'm 34. Young adult. Right. A young Young adult. So he's sitting there and he's taking a selfie and he's, and he's crying and he's talking about he just quit his job, $100,000 a year job. Mm. He just quit his job. His plan was to sneak up to Logan Paul at, I guess, their last fight, Jake Paul's last fight. He was going to sneak behind backstage. He was going to confront Logan Paul and ask him for a job. Hmm. Confront him and ask confront him. him and he, was, he, he said, I quit my job. I'm mm -hmm. going to go up there. Well, it didn't go well for him. So this was all recorded on camera, this interaction. Mm. And Logan Paul sitting there. And you can tell it's one of those things like he's walking out, this kid sneaks up, Logan Paul's people are trying to rush him out, and Logan, no, 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 no I'm good, I'm good, I'm, I'm intrigued by this, because I guess this kid caused attention somehow, mm -hmm. right, and said, hey, I snuck back here, and so they had this little exchange, and the kid goes, I, I want to work for you, and Logan Paul's like, okay, well, what are you good at, and this kid just shuts down. Mm. Oh, missed it, yep. What are you good at, and the kid didn't have an answer for it. He quit his job. Mm-hmm. 
He'd done the hard work of sneaking getting behind in. backstage, yeah. getting in. He was there. The opportunity was right in front of him. He was literally face-to-face with his hero. And when, they, when Logan Paul asked him, what are you good at, he couldn't tell him. And so Logan was like, well, I, I'm not going to give you a job if I don't know what you're good at. Mm-hmm. You know, so my best advice is, hey, the kid, the kid said, I'm, I'm ready to move to L.A. I'm ready to make this happen. I just quit my job. And basically the, the conversation was left with, okay, well, you know, go to L.A., work on your craft, do what you got to do. My, my, my personal circle, I can't, I'm not the one to help you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do it. My personal circle is this, this small. Or is very small, so I'm not the one to help you. Right. So I only think that story, I'm thinking, well, what if he had a good answer for him? Mm. You know, I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. I wonder how much different that conversation. So anyway, the video was this kid crying because he blew his opportunity. Right. When, when okay. opportunity struck. On the opposite end, did you guys happen to catch Florida State versus Notre Dame? Yes. Did you see this? So you know where I'm going the with kid, this. Uh, the, the quarterback. quarterback. Backup quarterback. Tyler, did you see this? I did not. Okay, so let me set this story up. So Florida State starts a freshman or sophomore, young mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. and the backup quarterback is a senior yeah, who he just transferred there. Played from what, U- U- UCF? UCF, or, yeah, right. University of Central mm-hmm. Florida. And so this, this young kid starts the game, and, and he plays. He played okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the offense was kind of sputtering with him. He didn't really do much. And midway through the third quarter, and I may be getting all the facts not exactly right, but they're down 18 at this mm-hmm. point, midway through the third quarter. The kid, the, the younger get kid, the starter, takes a hit and his helmet comes off. Well, in college football, Tyler, as you know, you have to come off the field. field. Yep. Right. In comes the senior. Milton, right? Is that his name? Milton. I forget his yep. first name. Mm-hmm. So a freak play, freak accident, kid comes in, starts lighting it up. Like goes four for five, brings so he got all more the way than back. one play though. So that's interesting that it was well, like because hey, his first play was literally a thirty yard pass, pass down yeah. the field, Ran and a this seven route, yeah, this starter route, had done boom, nothing in the passing game. Right. Absolutely, he was running for his life, and this kid literally connects on a thirty yard pass. His first play yeah. it was like a third, mm. and t- like it was a big play yeah. in the game. Just so I just left him out ride. there. Yeah, they go ride. down, they yeah. score. He ends up bringing them back from down eighteen, ties up the game with ten seconds left. Yeah. Go into overtime. Now, Florida State, unfortunately, ends up losing the game, but this kid seized his opportunity. Now, why is this significant, Darren? Why was that a significant, you know, because this happens all the time. Backup quarterbacks come in. Here's the difference. In 2018, this quarterback was sixth in the Heisman voting that year. Mm -hmm. In the bowl game, his last game that year, he ends up getting hit and obliterating his knee. Like, I'm talking – Artery damage. Mm-hmm. Thought they were going to have to amputate his leg. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Never was told he would never even walk again without pain, much less play. Mm-hmm. So this kid, 2018 was his last game. And then 2021, just the other night, was his first game since wow. 2018. He had rehabbed oh, for the years. last two yeah. years. Was told he would never even walk. In fact, his doctor, the surgeon, said, I have to be there in person to witness this. I would not believe it if you told me. Mm. I have to be there in person to see this for myself. And his mom, they kept showing his parents in the crowd. His mom was literally in tears the yeah. entire fourth quarter. Mm. Like she excited, obviously, he was yeah. doing well, but in tears. And every single play, you could just tell she thought this is going to be it where he gets hurt again. Yeah. And now that is a kid for the last two years has been working for his opportunity. And when opportunity struck, he took advantage. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today mm. is when opportunity knocks, will you be ready? And I want to know y'all's thoughts, maybe some examples of, of times in your life that you can think of. I can think of one for me, but I've been talking this whole time, so I want to hear from you guys. What are some opportunities that, that struck maybe where you weren't ready, maybe where you were? Let's encourage people through that today. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's, that's I mean, really it's, it's one of those deals, it's, it sounds cliche, um, and it sounds like, hey, you got to be ready when opportunity knocks. Take advantage of opportunities. Like people say it all the time. Uh, but are you really willing to put in the work that this Milton kid did? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you willing to two years? It's not like one off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking about two years to come back and have another chance at, I'm assuming is his dream because I, I can't imagine someone working that hard just to, just because eh, they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like football. It's, right. not, it's not the greatest thing, but I like it. 
obviously he cares about it. He's passionate about it enough. But how many times in life are we, do we say or tell ourselves that we're, that's our passion. Like, mm-hmm. that's our purpose. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And we still, still don't put in that work so that when the time comes, you could take advantage of it. And I mean, I know, uh, I mean, an example of mine and, and I've, I've done both, man. There's, there's been so many opportunities that I've missed out on because I just wasn't ready for it um, when I had every opportunity to be ready. Um, but one that I would say I did take advantage of it was I was in the United Football League. So I had, you know, been out for a while. I played in the Arena League and then I played in the United Football League, signed as a fullback. Well, the fullback was that was there, he was the incumbent. He was a good player. He played for the Redskins for a couple of years. His name was uh, John Abadi. So if you remember the film, it was like the, the fifth quarter. He's a linebacker for Wake Forest. Came in, his brother passed away and, tragically in a car accident. And the entire season was for John Abadi. He's like this, you know, try-hard guy. Outside linebacker. Outside, yeah, line, yeah. outside middle linebacker, linebacker right? Yeah, yeah I remember Short, that. stocky. Yeah. And a great player. Great player. Um, and come into to training camp and i'm like okay this is the first time i've ever played fullback Mm -hmm. and now they're expecting me to play this and beat out the guy that's the incumbent and this is my one shot like this is the only time that i have to ever continue playing this game and it was like okay let's go and and so i prepared as if i was going to be the guy Uh knowing that hey look there's a competition here well two weeks into training camp he got uh got a concussion in practice well it didn't go away he ended up retiring Mm -hmm. in training camp, like before training camp ended. And there was that window, there was that opportunity. And first of all, it was the two weeks that he was, that he was trying to rehab from the concussion Mm -hmm. that came in and actually played well, performed well. I mean, spent a ton of time in the playbook, meeting with coach, understanding, understanding how to play offense. I mean, really the hardest thing for me was literally the snap count because I'm usually reactive, right? right? I was, as a defensive player, I was usually reactive. So like, there's just things that, that I really, really focused on. And to the point where when he said, Hey, I'm not coming back. Typically, what does a team do? Okay. Hey, let's backfill him Mm -hmm. with another good, another good fullback, somebody off the street. Well, they didn't even call anybody in They're like, He's our guy. Right. Because the opportunity was there and, me still thinking he's coming back and I've got a battle when he's coming back. But that opportunity that, that window that was open, I did actually take advantage of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to, you know, another step you, you, in the journey. That is man. Well, and, I, and I thought you were going to tell the story about because one of the ones that really caught thought I thought about when Ben was telling, telling the story was the fact that when you were, Making the transition to play fullback, you're actually on your first, that workout that you had, and I think it was in San Diego. Yeah, that you were yeah. you were in the linebacker line, uh-huh. or you're supposed to go well on the defensive inside, uh-huh. and saw that there were no fullbacks, no running backs, no running backs, yeah. and you went over to that side of the mm-hmm. ball. Yeah, that's another great one. That was yeah. to me. That was being first of all, it's being opportunistic. Yeah, taking advantage, being smart about it, and mm-hmm. taking advantage of that situation. So yeah. that's the one I was I was thinking of. But when you talk about Milton, the kid from Florida State, one of the things that I, I witnessed early when he came into the game is that they didn't miss a beat as far as the playbook was concerned. No. The coaches firmly believe in this kid because when the first play he threw a seven route. Threw a twenty-yard pass down the field. It wasn't a First handoff. Yeah. It wasn't a handoff. Yeah. It wasn't. Because what do most coordinators do? Like, yeah. oh yeah, let's get him in the flow. They ease him into yeah. this. Yeah. No. Now, they granted, don't. the situation called for. I mean, it was a third and ten. Yeah, so they he had threw to, the ball. Look, but I get it. Dump down, yeah. maybe to get him a little. You know, for, he threw the ball down the field, completed the ball. In every play in that, the rest of that game, the the playbook was wide open. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have known the difference. So the preparation was there. They believed in him at the same time. And when you have that and you have a kid that's gone through two years of this, and he's not even the starter. Look, there could be so many opportunities for him to say, look, I'm coming back from this injury. Not only have I had to work through this, but I'm, I may play an entire season as a backup. And that was, for him, it was – Didn't matter. Didn't matter. I'm going to prepare anyway. I'm going to prepare, and I'm going to play this game. If I have the opportunity, here it is. And he made the most of it. And he's probably going to start the rest of the season mm-hmm. for this team. I would say mine is sort of not that similar, but I went, kind of went through the same thing. My second year in the league, I was projected starter. Broke my forearm in the first preseason game. Um, didn't think I was going to play until week three or four. 
I begged the training staff to allow me to, you know, they wrapped it up. They had the surgery. I missed the rest of the preseason games. I begged them to just allow me to practice, just go through practice, right? I went to every meeting. Now, I didn't miss a meeting. Even when they were telling me, hey, you need to go to rehab. Mm -hmm. You can't go to the meetings. I was like, no, I'll rehab early on, and I'll go to the meetings. I made every meeting. I begged them to have me, to dress me out the first game. I practiced every day, man. I begged them to dress me out the first game against the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. They dressed me out. We're in Washington. I wasn't the starter mm-hmm. uh, because of the injury. And halfway through the first drive of the game, safety goes down. And I remember Dave Campbell looking at me, and I had this big-ass wrap around my arm. Dressed out now. He looked at me. Looked for Kenny Gant, the other backup safety, and he's like, Gant, Gant. And I remember Jimmy Johnson walk up going, uh-uh, go. And I walked out there and played the rest of the game. Big cast on my arm, swinging this big club around, and blah, blah. I played the rest of the season with a club on. But it was the opportunity to have one of my best games. Didn't miss a beat. There's, there's two things. There's two things about it. And I think there's two ways of taking advantage of opportunity. They're really important is yes, you've got to take advantage. You've got to answer the call when the opportunity's there. But the biggest thing with Darren's story, and part, partly mine and, and partly this Milton kid's story, is you take advantage of opportunity for a long time leading up to that opportunity, yeah, I just, right? I was just going to say is, that. It's about doing the work. People trusting you, like you yeah. said, like knowing that, okay, hey, he is prepared. So it's not a like, hey, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to sit back. And then when I get that opportunity, I'm ready to go. I'm going right. to take it. No, no, no. Taking advantage of, a, of the opportunity is building relationships, building trust, building experience, mm-hmm. all of those things that lead up to it. Jimmy knew. He looked over and says, uh-uh, he's my guy. Mm-hmm. Because he's the guy that was in meetings when he shouldn't have been. Yeah. He's the guy that was out at practice when he shouldn't have been. He's the guy that I know is going to go out on that field and die for this team. That's the guy that I want. Right. So, yes, you played well when you went out mm-hmm. there. That's part of it, right. right? But taking advantage of the opportunity. When he goes down, you took advantage of it the prior four weeks. Right, right. Because he knew that, okay, something happens. It hits the fan. Who's the guy I can trust? It's Darren Woodson. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly what I was going to say because my example was actually, Darren, how you and I met. And I was, and if you, you don't know the story, I was a trainer in my previous life, personal trainer, and I was at a local club here. It's a national company, but a local club here in Dallas called Equinox. Mm-hmm. And I'd gotten there. I'd got hired there in 2013. You walked into the gym in 2015 Right, was when you and I had met. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that situation that if you had walked in, looking for a trainer, and I had sucked, which I did. You did. But if I had really <laughs> sucked. <laughs> if I Who's just, this chubby kid <laughs> with puka shells? <laughs> you wouldn't have come back, right? right. Yeah, it, you'd have true. been one and done. Right. But that turned into, and not to get too sentimental and, and you know, Go there. Kissing your kissing Go your there. ass too much. Go there. I mean, I'm, that, sure I'm gonna lose a tear, my baby, my little my child. <laughs> that that encounter literally changed and I don't want to overstate it because it's true. It literally changed the course of the rest of my life mm. because of now the opportunities I have in business today, based on that one. You and I we formed a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Opportunity meets. Now I'm doing what I do now because of our relationship. I had no other connection other than you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I had not been prepared that day when you walked into the gym, my whole life would be different right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows what I would I have no idea what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But to Tyler's point, it didn't start the day you walked into the gym. No. If I had sucked, you wouldn't have come back. So I had to make myself a good trainer mm-hmm. years before I ever met you right. because I never knew when that opportunity was going to knock on the door. Right. And so – there was prep. I didn't know. I, the personal, the preparation was just personal desire. I just wanted to be the best trainer I could be. I didn't, it it wasn't a thought in my mind. All right, I'm going to be the best trainer I can be because one day somebody's going to walk in here. That's going to lead me to an opportunity. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my thought. Mm -hmm. It was a personal pride that I had that I want to be the best. I want to be known as the best trainer in this gym. Mm -hmm. And by putting in the work as so opportunities, luck, if you will, it's lucky that you walked in that day. But I was preparing myself 
for that. And then there was a belief on my end that you knew what the hell you were doing. Right. Like it just took, you know, that, and I think that's what it is. It's, it's, you know, confidence is one. And like you said, the kid that missed the opportunity – at that moment, he could have been shell-shocked by the fact yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure he just got nervous. He and, got nervous, yeah. and then he, he got there. I mean, if I'm Jake Paul, I'm like, dude, you're good at sneaking by people. That's one yeah, thing you're, right. you're damn good at. But he couldn't answer the question. Yeah, imagine, imagine if he had a good answer to that. Yeah. That oppor- he's now working for Logan Paul. That's right. Him and, and or someone brothers, else. Or like, somebody else. You know, within his big network, right? right. Not as maybe his inner circle, but, like, Obviously, he knows people, right? You never know who it is because you could have been like, "Hey, Ben, you did it. You did a killer job, man. I got, I got this CEO buddy. He also needs training." And what if that was the route? Mm-hmm. But right. ultimately, through that connection and through that chance, that opportunity, right? It, it could change yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's and what struck me about listening to that kid is is that simple question. Well, what are you good at? Yeah. And mm. knowing what you're, even just knowing, knowing what you're, being able to answer yeah. that question, mm-hmm. because that was it. That was the shot right there. He mm-hmm. had that one shot. Now he goes back to, to Logan Paul, and he tries to have that conversation again. He's just going to write him off. Yeah, right. like, well, you don't, you yeah, don't even know what you're good same. at. You know, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about the failures that I had, I've had in my life. And, you know, when we brought up that kid, as far as, you know, meeting with Logan Paul, I was thinking about the things in my life that have happened and I was a prop 48 coming out of high school. And I remember there was this, this girl that was in my class. Her mother was a tutor. This is my, her, my sophomore year, I think. Sophomore, junior year in high school. And I was getting recruited by a lot of schools, but they kept on always saying the same thing. Hey, man, you need to get your grades up. Yeah, your grades suck. And I remember this girl coming to me, and it was in a geometry class, which is by far the hardest class I've ever had. That's probably the hardest class ever in my, in my life. But I remember in this geometry class, girl saying, hey, my mom can help us in this class, not only in this class, but in our English class, and she'll t- tutor us after school. And she asked, she said it to me in a way, um, when she asked me, I was in front of my boys, my buddies, mm. in the cafeteria, and my pride got in the way. And I, could, I can only imagine. And this girl was brilliant, man, very good student. And even though she was really smart, she still took the time to go to the tutoring and the counselings and all that stuff, right? And in that opportunity, I had the chance. There was an opportunity right there. Free tutoring. Free tutoring. Not I had to pay for it. After school, spend an extra hour. The opportunity was there, and my pride got it in the way, and I decided not to. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I paid for it on the back end Yeah, because of my pride. And I think about it. You th- when you think about that story, what's that feeling in your stomach? Mm. It's like, ugh, oh. that gut-wrenching feeling, right? Yeah. And I think it's, this, I think it's the same feeling, and, and, and that's a different application as, okay, you're in the sports arena and you've got to perform, or, right. hey, you're in a business and you got to, you know, the business world and you've got to give a presentation, or you're in the social and you've got to, you know, walk up to right. someone, right. the opposite sex mm-hmm. and, you know, make a move, whatever it is, right? The, the, the common denominator is when you do that and you know you're unprepared mm-hmm. is that feeling in your stomach. Like, hey, I'm at the free throw line. I know I haven't been practicing my free throws. Not (laughs) enough. Oh, my God. It's in your stomach. Hey, I'm about to kick a field goal. Hey, I'm hoping it goes through. It's the ones like this Milton kid. He probably walked in there cool as a cucumber because he know he he knew he put in the work. Right. You knew when you went out on the field, you put in the work. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, this is just going to be another day because Mm -hmm. I feel confident. But. When, when you don't take advantage, and I think of my failures, mm-hmm. everything that's associated with it, whether it's like a presentation, like deals that I lost, mm-hmm. is because I know that I wasn't all the way prepared. Mm-hmm. And it's that feeling in your stomach like, oh, I can't believe yep. I didn't take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And here's the other, okay, look, here's the other opportunity that, that like, I hope that everyone hears me when I say this. There's an opportunity this weekend to hang out with the three of us. The three best friends. The three best friends <laughs> up at Choctaw Resort and Casino. This weekend, we're going to be there for the Aaron Watson concert. We're going to get a chance to sit down with him, talk to him, hear his story about coming from West Texas, making it big in Texas country music. Abilene. I didn't want to say it. Is didn't he an Abilene boy? Yeah. I didn't Come know on that. Now. Yeah, he is. Give a special oh, shout he out. Is. Yeah. 
But you get, to, you get to have the opportunity. Take advantage of it. We are putting it out there. You have that feeling in your stomach, like I'm not prepared, I'm not ready mm. to get in my car, free up my schedule, drive up 75 to Durant, Oklahoma, and come meet us and hang out. If you have that feeling in your stomach, maybe you should stay home. Right. Don't, don't regret this. But come up and see us if you do feel confident. If you are prepared, come see us. Hey, come to the amazing steakhouse they have come enjoy the pool we're gonna be there all weekend I'm we're gonna make I'm we're gonna, gonna make we're gonna make spa. a thing you about might it. get yeah. to see a shirtless tyler if you're, if you're <laughs> Ooh, i swim in t-shirts full side <laughs> i swim in me t-shirts too. <laughs> you're going down that slide at Choctaw on your t-shirt <laughs> goggles and t-shirts that's the only way i roll but hey really though i can't say enough about uh Choctaw resort and casinos everything that they do i mean it is first class yeah. this new expansion since they've launched it is unbelievable the sports bar, the casino, the restaurants, the spas, the 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 rooms themselves yeah. are next level. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure take advantage of the opportunity we're giving to you to come hang out with the Darren Woodson Show yeah. crew. Yeah, we're spending the night that night in the brand right. new expansion, new hotels. Right. I mean, it's That's gonna right. be a great time. So hey, have the wives figured out where they're gonna stay? <laughs> That's all you said it. <laughs> Maybe you're staying with me, babe. I don't know what Tyler's talking about. <laughs> Tyler and I have one room, one bed. <laughs> Anyway, come see us. Seriously, yes. though, come see us this weekend. Friday night, Aaron Watson concert. Come check out Chalk Talk Casino Resort. I did want to ask you guys, though, on your stories. You touched on it, Tyler. Was there a confidence? Were you fully confident going into Or was there still some, some reservation mm. to you yeah. when you had that opportunity? That's a good question. Uh, I think that there's doubt always, right? Mm. You're, you've always got an element of doubt. Um, but you know, I mentioned there was kind of two – two opportunities, right? There was the opportunity of, hey, he's hurt. You've got to go in. You're right. taking all the first team reps. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got Dante Culpepper right in front of me, right? right. Like, this is like, a, this is a big deal now. And then there was the second opportunity when it came to, okay, he's retiring. Now you're the starter. So I think that first, first period, I was nervous. But how I counteracted that was I just put in more work. I put in more preparation. Right, so that every day it was easier and easier. There's mm-hmm. always going to be doubt. There's always going to, but you got to shut that voice up, yeah. because that's not you. That's not your <laughs> voice, right? Right. That's the the pessimist that sits mm-hmm. on your shoulder mm-hmm. that says you can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Don't listen to that voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you, Dan? Yeah. Was, was absolutely. Absolutely. I was nervous as hell. Look, I think the one thing that always, specifically as a defensive player, the one thing that always offsets the nerves is. If I just run and hit, smack somebody. That's it. I mean, God, as, defense a, as a defensive so player, easy. man, it's just I have to run to the ball with urgency. And then when I get there, be in a bad fucking mood. That, that's <laughs> it, right? Who that's, used to say that? That's a great line. I love you. Love you. Yeah. Smith said it, but he cut out the F word. Yeah, there, yeah, right. Definitely, up, definitely wasn't his colorful. Show up with bad intentions. <laughs> but that's. I mean, for me, that's what I when I walk. I remember running out on that field, just going, man, just. Do what you do, man. Just run to the ball. Yeah. Give effort, right? Yeah. And then everything else will take care of itself. Because, you know, we didn't have this ultra, you know, this this defensive scheme that you had to do all these things. We played man-to-man and we played cover four. Dude, it was that basic. Mm-hmm. It's as basic as that. Other than that, all I just needed to do was, you know, get Run there. and hit, yep. Run and hit. So that took out most of the nerves because I just said that. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I just kept on saying it in my brain. And I'm one of those guys – that I'm repetitive in my mind. Like, I'll say things during the game to myself to get myself going, and that's, you know, you're the baddest dude out here. Mm-hmm. You can do this, you do this in your sleep. And I just talk to myself. I'm, I, that's how I self-motivate myself. So, yeah, the nerves are always yeah, – look, you're not breathing. If you think you're going to run out on a, in a, on a football field with 75,000 screaming fans, <laughs> and you're not going to have some nerves. L- lying to yourself and lying <laughs> to everybody lying around to you. Yeah, and, and football is a good example because we all three played it. That was a part of our background. Mm-hmm. What about in business or in relationships? What are some some opportunities you guys have? Yeah, I think I think of as mm. a parent, right? Like think about those first time parents, right? The mm. nerves, the questions that you have, like, am I going to be able to do this? Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like, it's a really big opportunity to do something really mm-hmm. important to raise a child up yeah. into a functioning adult that contributes to society, yeah. right? The, the good mm-hmm. thing about parenting and opportunity with parenting is you can screw up 
and you still get another op. You still like it, yeah. It's going to be a continue. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. The, yeah. the I'm not saying that's a bad is, example. I'm the just scale saying, is different, right? Like yeah. in football, if you've gone out there and just shit the bed, like mm. you maybe not. May, football is yeah, a harsh I think, example. I, mean, I think that's a hard example because you screw up in parenting, man. There's. Some of these are scars that, that last right, a but, but wouldn't you say that's years of my? I guess my yeah, point is, I screw up with my four year old. I can, I, I, thankfully, I get an opportunity later that day to make it up to you. Him do or, right, or but it's go. but it's the body of work, right? right. It's it's just different it's scales, just, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's some where it's like, hey, are you going to raise your hand when somebody asks you to volunteer? Mm. Right, mm-hmm. that's that's an instant, right? But it's a body of work. You you, you do this. Is it a football game? It's it's sixty minutes, right? It's right. the body of work combining that sixty minutes. Like it's that opportunity. Raising a child is is eighteen. Some of you parents who can't let let go forty years <laughs> right. of an opportunity to raise somebody up. It's just a different scale, right? right? And so yeah, it's a combination in in football, right? Is if you are if you grade out at a ninety five in a game, mm-hmm. that's a dang good game, right? Right. That's that means you screwed up on six plays. Right. Five, uh, four plays during a game, right? So you can still screw up. It's how you react to it. How do you overcome those adversities? And as a parent, it's the same thing, right? Are you taking advantage of the opportunity in the in the whole body of work that you're putting together? Yeah. And I agree. I think that there's there's mistakes that happen that do leave scars. Yeah. But those scars can be healed. Yeah. Right look, by the overall uh, body. Yeah. Of work. I, I look. Parenting is about consistency. You're gonna mess up. You're going to mess up. You're going to do things that, that uh, emotionally and, – and parenting is – there's such an emotional charge to it as well, right? So there's some forgiveness and not being able to forgive, but understanding where your weaknesses – and I know we're going down this rabbit hole, yeah. but understanding that I, you know, something happened and that I – internally I made a mistake. Now I can consistently try to repair those things, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of it. But you know, as a whole, man, look – there's so many opportunities that I've had as a parent that, that I knew where I dropped the ball. Like I knew I was dropping the ball because I didn't want to listen. Yeah. And I was stuck in my old ways of doing things like the way my mom and dad raised me, you know, they used to be hard on me. Yeah. But you know, things have changed, man. Mm -hmm. You know, circumstances have changed. And I, I can, I can tell you, I've had opportunities to say, no, this is a new beginning. And I didn't take care of those opportunities. Yeah. I didn't take advantage of those I think opportunities. It's, it's a great – so this, this took me somewhere. And I think with taking advantage of opportunity, there's, there's two ways. Is you can be proactive about it or you can be reactive, reactive yeah. to it. And yeah. parenting's the same way. Imagine if we approach – and I'm guilty of this, right? I'm guilty of, like, handling situations as they come where I think Tiffany's on the other side. She's saying, okay, hey, we got to start addressing this. Like, i got to start <laughs> talking to my daughter about that. i got to start – you know, she's, like, ahead yeah, she's of it, forward, like, thinking yeah. it. And, okay, hey, we've got a plan for this and we've got a plan for that. Imagine if more parents, like, were proactive about yeah. parenting, right? Mm. And, and less selfish about, hey, like, all right, I'm just going to do me and then when I've got to deal with it, I deal with it. And it's the same, same situation with other opportunities. If you are proactive about it, typically the opportunity is going to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. because it's not a reactive. Now, you may be successful once in a while on the reactive side, but just think about like a proactive nature versus a reactive nature. Yeah. yeah. Darren, you are the leader of two businesses, and I've seen your DMs, so I know you get these inquiries all the time. Mm people asking you for opportunities. Right. So what do you look for? If there's somebody listening to this in business, what do you look for from a younger person who wants an opportunity to impress you or who wants something from you? What, what is it that you're looking for? How hot do you burn? <laughs> I thought you were going I was going somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, dang, how, how hot are you? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Do you burn hot, man? Mm. That, that's one thing. Look, there's... I would rather have someone that I have to back down than one that I have to encourage every day. Mm. Like there's something about those that, that are so driven that, that want to make things happen that I, I, I'm enamored by. I, I, I love it. I, mean, I love the fact. There's this guy, and I, and I said this before, I think on the show one of these days, but there's this guy that's in our neighborhood. He runs every damn day. I think I told you his, his shirt's off all the time, and mm-hmm. my neighbors are always like, this fucking clown always runs with his shirt off and all this and that, and he's just trying to show out, blah, blah. But I admire the fact that 
regardless of what everybody thinks, this dude's getting his freaking work in. Mm-hmm. Like he's he burnt and he burns hot. Like he's like every day you're gonna see him at six o'clock running. Mm-hmm. And it's a damn near a sprint at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And what he's doing. But I even when people come on as 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 I'm hiring, I want them that there's 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 got to be something to them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any substance to you, then why yeah. the hell am I bringing you in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're just here to earn a, a paycheck, man, there's a million people that yeah. can do that. But if you're driven to the fact that you want my job or you want to be in a position of of greatness or or actually making change, man, I'm all for it. Dude. Yeah. I'll figure it out. We'll we'll get you down the right lanes. Mm-hmm. But if you're not burning hot, then man, I got it. That means I got to call you up, drag you in, talk to you all the time. Uh, you know, work around you. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have the time for that. Let me let me ask you this as a follow up: How much talent does somebody need to have? Nah, and not the much. reason I asked you this is because I used to think passion would get me the whole way mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. If I was just, if I could just prove to somebody I was super passionate, they were going to take a chance on me no matter what. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned and what that video reminded me of is I have to be good at something. Yeah. I have to bring value to the person I'm trying to bring an opportunity to. So how much? Does a young person need to show how about, good they about are? About their talent? How about much what, talent? Yeah, what, Look, I mean, that's, that's the icing on because the Because somebody shows up and says, Darren, hey, Darren, I'm super passionate, man. But, but, You're but, never going to have to push me. Are you yeah. going to give me an opportunity or do I have to be good at something? I probably will give you an opportunity because I'm telling you, like, even in a job, even in any type of job situation, right? If you get a young kid, let's say a young kid come out of college, how much is he going to actually know about or how much experience is he actually going to have? But if I know Tyler's walking in and I'm like, okay, he's got some talent, he's got morally he's right, and some bitch is going to show up every day, every morning, like he's just going to show up. If, he's, if, I, if I know he's that guy and he's built that way, I'm going to give him a chance. Because can, you can always teach along the way. It's the ones, in my opinion, the ones that I've worked with and the ones that I've brought on specifically with a software company, it's the ones who think they are so damn talented and they are. They got some talented talent. They'll sit their ass at home, want to work from home, want to work at Starbucks, and want it because I'm so gifted. I can get this deal, you know, get this mm-hmm. done. Uh, I'm not coachable. I can't handle that person. Yeah. And I don't know if talent is the right explanation uh, or the right term for it because, I mean, you may you may have like a like an intelligence factor that may give you a leg up or you may have an athletic factor mm-hmm. you know in the sports arena but it's like I, I think it's you come in it's like how bad do you really want it and to your point do you burn hot so if you come in and you really want it then you will have done the legwork you will mm-hmm. have done some of the some of the things that you can control mm-hmm. in preparation to say, hey, I'm ready for this opportunity. Like, if I were just to say, okay, uh, I'm going to walk into an architecture's office. I'm like, I really want to be an architecture. And they're like, well, how bad do you want it? I'm really, really bad. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, have you taken any classes? No, 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 I haven't taken any classes yet. Oh, well, have yep. you, do you have any drawings yet? No, 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 but I really want it. Okay, that's cool. Um, what about like maybe night school or something? Have you done anything like that? No, no, I haven't done that. Then you start yep. to question yep. about, okay, is the, is the passion there? Right. Because if you go and you have an opportunity and you haven't done any of the legwork, how, do you really want it that bad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, so, yeah, no, that's a great, that, that's an excellent point. And, and what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tyler, for filling that in. Mm-hmm. No, thanks to you, Darren. I'm with you. I'm with you <laughs> no, but I, I think it speaks to the overall point, though, of, to me, I have this theory that it's it's not a work ethic issue for me. A lot of times, it's that I'm just not into whatever. It is. If right. if I'm not if I'm not putting in the work, it's just because it's not something that I'm that invested into. It's not because I'm. I mean, I am late. I do have a lazy bone, but I just mean it, you don't have to convince me to work hard when it's something I'm super into. That's yeah. right. And so, to your point, Tyler, if that person really wanted to be an architect, they would have done those things naturally because that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Right, yeah. they they didn't have to be, t- they didn't have to be told anything. That's right. So I wonder. I don't. Know, I'm just thinking out loud here. I wonder if that's that's got to be a key ingredient, right? Is it's whatever you're pursuing, it's got to be something that you're super invested in or yeah, super I into. Had, yeah. I had a conversation um, this weekend actually with someone, and it was it was just interesting um, because in in the younger generation, this isn't me, you know, bad mouthing and, yeah, and all these right. things. Just say it. 
you know how like when like your spouse is like, hey, like I'm just being honest right now. Oh, okay, cool. Say whatever you want then. If you're just being honest, like just precursor, you're good. Um, But is that there is a lot of talent, right? And we are smarter than we've ever been because we have so much knowledge at our fingertips. And I say smart, I, I say like we have knowledge, right? We have we have a lot we have of opportunity. Inf- we have a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're necessarily smart, but also like to your point, taking advantage of opportunity also means having humility too. And, and I was talking to this person and they were just saying, yeah, you know, we can't hire anybody right now. Uh, and he's in the oil and gas industry. And he's like, the problem is, is, is we've got all these really smart, talented engineers yeah. Yeah. out there that are just right out of school. Mm-hmm. But, like they don't want to, they don't want to pay their dues. Right. They don't want to yeah. do the things that they want. Mm-hmm. So sometimes taking advantage of opportunity is doing a job less than what you think you're qual you're qualified for, and having the humility because that may be the opening. Mm-hmm. It may not be being a vice president. It may be being a superintendent. It may be being an associate. It may be something, something completely different than what you think. So. You know, in, in the business world, or you're coming out of school, please, I encourage you, do not pass on an opportunity because you think it's below you. Mm-hmm. Because in that lower position, that's when you learn processes. That's when you learn leadership. That's when you learn work ethic. That's when you learn all the things that are going to contribute to that big opportunity. And whether it's starting your own company, whether that's raising up the corporate ladder, or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Make sure that look, hey, oh, this opportunity because I want to be, a, I want to be a big shot. I want to make, I want to make, you know, six to seven figures uh, before I'm thirty. Oh, like that's yeah. that's yeah. not and that's real. Why I say that, man. That's why I say that. Look, there's a lot of talented kids out there that are really smart, right? But they're not willing to put that work. That's why I say someone that burns hot, like someone that burns hot, is that person that that's going to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I may not get paid the most right now, but I'm going to go do this, and you're going to get the best out of me. Mm-hmm. The best out of, out of me means now now I'm seeing the best out of him. Now I'm elevating him to the next one. Okay, now you've gotten – we've elevated you to the next role. Can you perform there? And, if, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like the foundation mm-hmm. because there's so many talented – even in football, there's talented guys that come through the door every single How many guys in those locker rooms can say, dude, there were dudes in high school that oh, were way, way better, better than Way me. better than that. Right? Yeah. And more passionate mm-hmm. and you know, love the game and all that, but didn't have that foundation of every day they were going to show yep. up. Every single day they were going to be available. Because that same talented person, and talent can be the, the, a great thing and it can be the worst thing mm-hmm. out there. Because if you're so talented, you start to believe that bullshit. And you start to think that I'm a prima, I'm a prima donna, yeah. I'm the guy, I can do this and I can do that until it catches up to you because you're not burning hot every single day. I think this speaks well to the, the person that's in a job that they don't really love. And the reason I say that is because what if you are, have a job where you're clean, you're, you're janitor, let's just say you're cleaning up after people and you're a young kid and you, you have these dreams of doing whatever. How you attack that job today is a precursor to you getting that opportunity one day, mm-hmm. right? So to your point, Tyler, hum- humbling yourself and saying, I'm going to be the best janitor at this job, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going to show up every day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best damn toilet cleaner mm-hmm. that this company has, mm-hmm. right? And slowly putting in that work so that it eventually – now, I don't know where – I don't know how those two meet necessarily. you got to have a little bit of luck. But if you're not putting in the work as a janitor – Perfect example of that. Perfect example is I had a client that uh, – that hired a guy that cleaned the locker rooms of his gym. And he did it so good mm-hmm. and so consistent and had a smile on his face and interacted with people. And he worked his tail off. And he says, you shouldn't be here. I need you to come run this new concept that I've got. That's how he got an opportunity. He took advantage mm-hmm. by picking up dirty towels, yeah. cleaning toilets, wiping down countertops, and he did it that way. And that's how he got hired an opportunity to go run something else. Yeah, imagine if yeah. he had been showing up. Man, this sucks. Yeah, I got. I got I'm, I'm better than this. Got, hey, I got, got my headphones in. You know what I am tired of? I, I'm so tired of people fucking bullshit. I mean, crying about I don't like my job. 
I hear this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And we all hear this. I don't like my job. That's why I'm not passionate about it. Then get a fucking other job. Mm-hmm. Find something else to do. But stop blaming everybody else and everybody else's situation because I don't like what I do. Yeah. Figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you got to look back at it. And the reality is look back at it and say, hey, I have to fucking eat. Yeah. Right? So I may do something I don't like to do. But for everyone that's sitting out there going, I don't like my job and this and this and that. Like, man, look. We don't, no one needs to hear that shit. Go mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Like, I just don't have time. I, honestly, as a business owner, man, or just a regular person, like, nobody wants to hear me say, like we always talk about, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Right? No one wants to hear me say that. And I'm tired of hearing people, and even including myself, saying, damn, I hate when I'm doing this shit. I hate mm-hmm. doing this. Dude, mm-hmm. Then go figure out what you want to go do. Yeah. But just stop complaining yeah. about it. No, and that, that's an excellent point, and I'm guilty of it as well, of what purpose is that serving, me sitting yeah. here complaining about that job? Nothing. When I could be just changing my mentality, changing my attitude, putting in the work that I can, make the best of the situation yeah. so that I do when I can go find another job. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. You know, in this country, a lot of people get jobs, actually have jobs, have mm-hmm. an opportunity to make a living. Guess what? Feed themselves. There's, yeah. there's more jobs than we can actually fill right now. <laughs> and I'm guilty, and I'm the same yeah. way. I get frustrated with something. First thing I say is, oh, I freaking hate this. Yep. Freaking hate it. It's like, okay, is that really doing anything to help anything? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything different right now. Like, I get to do this with you guys. I get to do real estate. Yes. I get to do these great things. And then I get so frustrated with people or situations or whatever. And it's like, I freaking hate this. Why am I doing this? And it's like, why am I, why am I like so? And I, and I mm. probably bitch to you guys more than I do. No, I'm really the only, only people I do. Yeah. Uh, no, and it, nah. hey, yes. you know, you I stopped with that. Cause then, you? oh yeah, I can't, I can't, you can't do that. <laughs> Because then she's like, what do you do? Why don't you just quit? Hey, you know what? That's <laughs> no, a, I didn't mean that. That's it. a new topic. We, that's a new one. We need to unloading on our wives. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what to share with your spouse. <laughs> what to share with your wife. That's a new one. There you go. Next week. That's, that's what we got. Hey, that's yours, Todd. You brought that one up. Okay. That's a, <laughs> so, so as we wrap it up, how would, <laughs> how would you guys encourage? How, how can we leave people with encouragement mm-hmm. on seizing opportunity? Mm-hmm. I, I think if it's an opportunity you want, if it's an opportunity you really decided that you want to take, you want to have, put in the work, put in the front end work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find some extra time. You know, get up an hour early. You know, maybe, maybe spend some time doing, taking advantage of you know, pre- uh, preparation, education, whatever it is for that, as opposed to watching Netflix or doing something else. Like, be productive. Put in the front end work so that. When, because here's the deal, those opportunities will come. Yeah. They will. Nobody on this planet, and, and I know that there's places, and I don't want to be insensitive, there's places that people were born into that they have that they have very, very little chance to leave or to, and we're talking about Middle East, we're talking about Africa, a lot of these places, but there's stories out of all of those places about somebody overcoming yep. and rising up and leaving that situation. So we are so lucky to have these opportunities. So when that opportunity comes, whatever it looks like, be ready to take advantage because you were proactive about it. I agree, man. I agree exactly what you said, Todd. I just think you just got to, first of all, you got to firmly believe in self. Mm-hmm. Second, find out what it is that you, that you want to do. Don't let anyone talk you off your mark. Um, and just be strong in, in, in whatever decision that you make. Uh, you know, I, I keep seeing, like, We've seen so throughout the years, and I know all of us probably have, including myself, is like you believe in something and you let someone else talk you out of it. If you firmly believe what it is that you're passionate about, take it full advantage of that opportunity. Don't let anyone talk you off of it and believe in yourself, man. I, I'm telling you, more than anything, believe in you. That's gold. If no. you don't believe in you, why is somebody else? Somebody else either. will, bro. Yeah, to me, the, the biggest point is humility. I can think of a few scenarios where I got too big of a head in, the, in that situation. I thought I was better than I was, and I ended up getting passed up on an opportunity because I didn't appropriately work, mm. right? A humble person will continue to work. They'll yeah. keep striving to get better. Mm. A person who thinks they've made it and arrived, or at least for me, when I feel like I've made it and I've arrived, that's when I tend to let off the gas. That's when I tend to put in, not, not put in an extra, extra few hours of, of study or work. I can think of 
you know, I didn't, I didn't bring this up, but my football career, you know, after my knee injury, I ended up, you know, having, having a few opportunities at a pro day. And one of the scouts, he said, Hey, you know what you should do? You should go play in Canada for a year. Mm. I, I know the scout. Here's his number. Give him a call. Tell him I told you to call. Guess what I did? Didn't make the call mm. because I was thinking in my mind that it was NFL or bust. Mm. I'm not going to play in Canada. That's, that's beneath right. me. And I don't, I, looking back, that's so stupid of me to even think that. But that was my mentality was, no, it's either NFL or I'm just going to move on and do something else. Mm. And so if I had a little humility in that scenario, now I'm glad, I'm glad life's turned out the way it has. I'm not regretting that. But I do wonder, what if I had made that call? What if I had humbled myself in that moment and said, hey, maybe I should go play in Canada. Maybe that is the opportunity I need to eventually make it to my ultimate goal. But in that moment, I didn't humble myself. Mm. And I didn't continue doing that work. So that's my encouragement that's Humble yourself mm-hmm. to good. your point earlier, Tyler, really because a humble person is going to keep on working. So, like it anyway. All right, remember. Wait, wait, hold on, Darren's laughing about something. I, I need you. I need you. What's on your mind, D? Be a dog, man. Be a dog. Yeah, like that's all I'm going to say. Like I get it. Humility is there. If you're not, if you're not sure of yourself, or if you're overconfident, you should have some humility, man. But be a dog. I think you have both. Yeah, you can I think be a so. dog and have I some just humility. Think, like it's part of like life, man. Like, but dogs work, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like in, in life, like no one's going to give you anything. Mm. No one's there, there's no freebies out there. So if you have if the opportunity presents itself, you better pounce because someone else like me is going to pounce. Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple. It's right there in front of you. Just just go get it. Just go get it. And, I'll say and, that. I'll leave then, it there. To that point, right, and all these people that are always like, man, I just, I've never caught a break. Yeah. I've never caught a break. <laughs> Dude, that drives me crazy. Because it's like, you never created a break. Right. You're going to let, you're going to sit there and if you're waiting for someone to give you an opportunity, it may never come. Right. You've got to go create those yeah. opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that you starts do. with preparation, humility, being a dog, burning hot. All of those things. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right, D, where can people find us? <laughs> the Darren Woodson Show on Instagram. You can find us on all platforms. Uh, this isn't even fun anymore. Platforms. I, when you, now that you got that, it down, it's uh, not even fun anymore asking. Yeah. You just nailed it. Asking You're me, nailing man. it. Stop asking. The you can also you can find, find us. Twitter. You can also find us this weekend in Durant, Oklahoma. In Durant, yeah. Oklahoma. Up at Choctaw. That's what I'm talking about. Come join us. I can't wait to get on those Come slot on. machines, bro. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I can see I can see you sitting there smoking a cigarette <laughs> just right here, just in the zone with your visor on that just slides on in the back, the big, huge tan visor. You know what I'm talking Darren, about. What, what a fanny pack. <laughs> Coins. <laughs> what allowance are you giving me to play with None. this weekend? You're a dollar fifty. That's How much you money are you giving me? Uh, bringing the wife, bro. <laughs> All right, guys, see you this Friday.